It's been a lot of discussion so far this morning about the announcement made by the Northern Territory Government yesterday. What we know is that alcohol bans are going to be reinstated across the Northern Territory, preventing the sale of alcohol to people living in town camps and remote communities. The Northern Territory Chief Minister yesterday, well, uh, she did cave to what has been mounting pressure amid crime and terrible, terrible situations with domestic violence and alcohol-related assaults. And just going through that report... It really identifies what a number of groups and individuals have been saying out of Central Australia for quite some time. Now, joining me on the line right now is the CEO of Central Australian Congress, Donna Archie. Good morning to you, Donna. Hey, morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Um, Donna, what was your reaction to the announcement yesterday? Oh, look, Katie, Congress is very pleased that Aboriginal leaders, communities and organisations in Central Australia have been listened to. Um, as you said um, in your introduction, uh, we've been calling uh, very strongly for a two-fold um, strategy, strategy to address the harm that alcohol is causing for our people. So having um, the reintroduction of alcohol bans to break the cycle of violence and keep our people and families safe, combined with sustained investment and action on the drivers of destructive drinking, like intergenerational trauma, poverty, poor education, um, poor housing and discrimination. Uh, with that announcement of $250 million investment, along with the reintroduction um, of the of the alcohol restrictions. Um, we think that both governments have made, have made a very good decision and they have listened to what um, Aboriginal leaders have been calling for. It took them a while, though, didn't it, Donna? I mean, they certainly seemed to be digging their heels in last week and the week before. I know that, you know, even yourself had been in quite a terrible situation uh, where you'd, you'd suffered a home break-in. Um, and, it, you know, your story wasn't different to what a lot of people were saying out of Central Australia, which I guess was the really tough part. Um, but they did seem to be digging their heels in last week, didn't they? Well, Katie, um, look, I've made it really clear, uh, you know, leading up to this decision mm. uh, that that we were looking at, um, you know, this sort of situation occurring. So I don't really want to look backwards. I actually, I think it's important that we look forward and that we and that and that we all work together um, with the Commonwealth, the Northern Territory government and the Aboriginal leadership of the Northern Territory to actually make sure that the, you know, that the robust um, process for decisions being made at the local level in communities that are affected by these bans, yep. who, would, who would wish to see alcohol return to their community um, with appropriate mechanisms in place to mm. ensure that we don't see a return of those awful statistics in relation to alcohol-fuelled um, harm, yeah. along with making sure that the $250 million investment that we keep both governments accountable, and in particular the Northern Territory Government, but also those who will be recipients of this funding to make sure that there are appropriate accountability mechanisms put on them as well. Mm. We're all in this together. 
we're all in this together and if we're going to make a difference we've we've got to work together to make this happen and we've got to have accountability transparency and shared decision-making. Yes, spot on, you know, particularly with making sure um, that that money that is invested is going into areas where it's truly needed and that it's having an impact in a positive way. Exactly, Katie. And I think, look, I think that what we've got here are some really important elements of the uh, $250 million announcement. So community safety ensuring that, you know, that we have cohesion and more youth engagement and diversion programs, job creation, better services, addressing fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, FASD, Mm. investing in families and improving school attendance and completion. Now, I'm not sure if your listeners are aware, but we have 3,000 Aboriginal kids that aren't going to school across the Northern Territory. So the fact that this has been identified as an area, um, you know, for investment, I think is a, is a really good um, decision of both governments. So we need to make sure that we, that we, that we have appropriately um, well-designed strategies to get those 3,000 kids that aren't going to school into the school system. And for those that are in the school system and that they're not dropping out to keep them in, we've got to make sure that we've got, you know, quality wraparound support services, um, you know, and their families mm. and, you know, in partnership with the school. So we want, I'd like to see the health, health sector and the education system working together to get those appropriate support um, wraparound support services for those kids in the school as well. Mm. Um, the other the other area around FASD, um, you know, we've got a waiting list. As an example, in uh, at Congress, we've got a, a child um, uh, youth uh, assessment and treatment service, and yep. we've got we've got over a hundred referrals that we cannot meet the demand. Wow! So the announcement to have FASD is a priority area mm. we are really pleased with. Um, you know, we, we, one of my staff was uh, recently, uh, you know, doing some, some public uh, media on this and said, look, you know, she was asked the question, how, you know, in terms of additional staff mm. to meet that need, what, what would you be looking at? Because um, this service that we've got yeah. is one of its kind in the Northern Territory as well as in the country. Um, you know, having neuropsychologists, yep. um, social workers and the appropriate skilled workforce to do these assessments and then have sub- subsequent treatment um, mm. provided. So we're only able to do that in town. There's a much, there's much need out in the bush. So she was asked the question, what, 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 what additional, um, you know, staffing would you, would you need? And she said, look, I'd hate to think, but off the top of my head, at least four to six, you know, additional staff to meet the need. And that's that's the need uh, in terms of the waiting list as yep. well as meeting some of the need out bush. Yeah. Um, so I, I am really pleased with the focus areas and I'm really pleased that we've got a both-and approach, not an either-or, because I've constantly heard this debate that alcohol is a symptom. Now, I get that. I really understand that, 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 but at the end of the day, this is, 
you know, complex. And my view is, is that alcohol consumption mm. and alco- as a, and as a result of that, alcohol-related harm is actually a cause. And we saw, we've seen yep. it. We've seen it. Because as soon as you lifted the restrictions, look what happened. So yeah. the underlying social determinants, you know, we've got a long way to go there. So it's actually both. We've mm. got to do both. And we've got to make sure that we, you know, we stay the course. We yeah. stay the course and we, we monitor the outcome and we make sure that we're making a difference. Donna, we are going to have to wrap up, but do you have hope for Alice Springs and for Central Australia following on from that announcement yesterday? I know, I know it was tough. Like the last couple of weeks, I'd seen a few of those interviews that you'd done and, and it, was, it was tough to watch. So I can't imagine how you, know, how you were feeling and how the people of Alice were feeling. Do you have hope for the Red Centre following on from yesterday? Katie, Katie... I am feeling very optimistic now. In light of those immediate restrictions that were put in place, we saw almost immediately um, improvements. We saw improvements in domestic violence go from 25 a day down to under 10. We saw police call-outs go from 200 to 120. Um, And so we're seeing immediate improvements. We've still got a a bit to go, of course. Mm. But this announcement is really going to help that. And we've just got to work together, put politics aside and, and, and put in place the things that we know work, do it in partnership with Aboriginal leadership and communities. And we will definitely bring the town back to what it was always, a beautiful town like any other rural or remote town in Australia. We have our ups and downs, like I've said in the past, but I'm feeling optimistic. I am really feeling optimistic now. Mm. Um, So thank you, Katie. Yeah, I really appreciate your time this morning, Donna, and um, please keep in contact with us. I'd be really keen to hear how things are tracking, but keen to hear more as well about, uh, you know, some of those initiatives that you'd spoken about with FASD and various other areas, because I think that they are really important parts of the discussion. So Donna Archer, Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Katie. Thank Thank you. you.